0: a safe place for us to learn share discuss and help each other navigate this often unexpected journey be kind be supportive and when you can keep the humor my name is annie and welcome to walking with freya hey everyone welcome to walking with freya i'm annie your host I guess I don't ever say that, Um, but yeah, there you have it. (laughs) So I want to say, first off, the journals are in. Yay! If you ordered one, please look for it in the mail. I sent them out on Monday. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it is uh, my writing journal that I created. It is called There is Joy to be Found Here, a writing journal for parents of children with special needs. And I created this because I experienced the impressive power of writing every day in my life and writing my story and sharing my story and, uh, just about all aspects of my life. But this book specifically is about the experiences we have, of raising children with special needs. And yeah, I hope, um, I hope that you guys that bought a copy love it. And if you do tell a friend, um, and let me know, let me know what you think. And, uh, yeah, if, you know, if it's missing something, or if there was something you really liked, because I really would love to do more with this and helping people write about their experiences with the intention of finding clarity and acceptance and joy and all of that. So, if you would like to order a copy, you can go to my website at annfriki.com/backslash/bookstore, and it's the first one listed. So, to buy it off the site, they are thirty dollars that is, that includes shipping. So it's just a straight shot of 30 bucks. Um, if you get off Amazon, it's 39 99 because it's Amazon. But, um, if you're local, you can get the copy for, you can get a copy for $25. You can either get it directly from me or you can go to Northtown books. They have a couple copies in Arcata. So, um, yeah. And so this is important. If you need a discounted price, Let me know. I do have copies available for a sliding scale fee, uh, anywhere between zero and 30 for people who would like this book, but don't have the extra cash. Um, And so this is important. I don't want anybody to feel shy or anything about asking for this because many of us, me included, have been in a situation where we needed or desired something that was a benefit to our well-being, which I think this book certainly is for people who, um, who want it and, uh, who are into writing or even if you're not into writing, but want to try it, um, this book can be really beneficial. So, um, yeah, but if you can't afford the asking price, um, that's okay. We have the, uh, the sliding scale. So I've been there. We've all been there. Uh, most of us <laughs> good. Congratulations if you haven't, but yeah, don't be shy. So I do have some copies for that. So, um, if you would like one of those, please send me an email and let me know if you can pay anything. If not, no worries. Uh, tell me a bit about yourself and your child, because I do love to meet new people and um, would love to hear your connection. So the email is walking with Freya at gmail.com. On the other side of that, if you would like to donate so that more copies are available for the sliding scale fee, then um, email me about that as well. And perhaps Someday I will have like fancy forms and things on my website that do all of this, but I am a one woman show and the tech side of all this is not my strongest point. Um, I've also done the whole book process myself other than like the amazing writing group that I have and all the feedback that I got on the pieces that I wrote and the writing prompts and some help in that with editing in that area. Um I've done it all the writing, the formatting, the publishing, etc. And that gives me full control, which is awesome. Except it doesn't give me control of the printing cost. So there you have it. Um, I really want this to be something that is available to anyone who um, would like it. So there's that. Okay. Moving on to the live podcast, I am teaming up with Laura from Ask Midwife 707 to record a live podcast on April 26th at Septentrio Tasting Room in Arcata, California at 656th Street. This will be an open mic, so people are welcome to get up and share, but we are looking for some uh, set in stone speakers. Uh, So maybe that's you. If you for sure would love to get up and tell a bit of your story, we are looking for people to tell stories roughly around five to eight minutes. Um, if it's a little bit longer, that's okay. We just can't have like 20 minute long stories. And we're looking for stories about, um, well, on my end, I'm looking for people to tell some experiences about raising a child with special needs in this community. Or it can be in general, but I'm really wanting this to be like a um, in a way to kind of break down some barriers and build inclusion in this community and I, and I believe a lot of that happens through telling your story and letting people know that you're here and that your kid is here and that this is what we experience and even doing this podcast even having a kid with special needs um, there are people that have come up to me in the community this just happened the other day a mom that um, I, I had no idea was on a journey like this and uh, she had just found the podcast and was telling me you know, she had, she kind of had kind of the same reaction, like, wow, I didn't even know. And, uh, you know, she was just really grateful that this is here. And so, um, yeah, you know, let's, let's stand up and be accounted for. So that's what I'm really going for with this. Um, and we are looking for, we're kind of going with the like, you know, but so pick an aspect of the journey that was perhaps more challenging than some, or an experience that, You really need people to hear and to be witness for. So we're looking for the really deep truths of our experiences. You got to kind of dig deep for this one. And, you know, for uh, Laura's side of it as well. You know, she does birth and pregnancy and and, um, she's had some really beautiful conversations on her podcast dealing with some of the really, um, you know, the the harder sides of, of life, I guess <laughs> in some ways, like, you know, there are beautiful birth stories and we love those. And, um, but this event is, is more kind of like getting to some really, you know, maybe some tougher steps, more challenging stuff that, you know, you're triumphant in the end. Um, I'm totally going off script, which is, you know, how I get rambly. So we're going to rein it back in. So if you think this sounds awesome and you want to be a part of this, you can also just come to the event. you can show up on that day and if you feel inspired in the moment, there will be an opportunity for you for you to get up on the mic. But I would love to have a few people that I know for sure ahead of time will be getting up and sharing their story. So if this is you, uh, if you want to get up and claim the space to talk about your child, you want to represent, send me an email walkingwithfreya at gmail.com so now on to the episode laura hernandez is the founder of mama systems and she has created a large family she and her husband have 10 children seven biological and three adopted laura speaks about her family part of her journey with the three adopted children who have intellectual delays and how she manages it all She then talks about mama systems, which is something that she created, and how she helps other mamas with organizing their homes and navigating the world of services for kids with special needs. If you find that you are someone struggling to keep everything together, managed and running smoothly, and I kind of think that that's probably most of us, then you should certainly check out this episode because she gives some really great tips on getting it all organized and ways that we can Um, you know be do our jobs more efficiently so I really appreciated um, some of the things that she had to say and one more thing before we go and you know the drill please leave a review for the podcast rate on your podcast player tell a friend about the podcast and the writing journal join me on Instagram at walking with Freya or join the Facebook group walking with Freya check out my website and freaky.com and see what that offers etc and please to all of this (laughs) and um, yeah so that's all for now i hope everyone has a lovely day and as always thanks for being
1: here would you have a large family yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm so grateful to be here with you today so thank you for having me yeah Um,
0: of course So, would you mind starting off by just describing what your family looks like for everyone?
1: Yeah, so we have seven biological kiddos, and then we have three adopted through foster care, and those three little buddies are all our special needs little buddies. Um, So, when we we had received Andrew at three days old, he's the oldest of our adopted little three, and he stayed with us for eight months, and then went back to mama, and we subsequently had some more kids and you know, life just kind of happened. And then Andrew and his two siblings went back into care and we had the option of becoming their foster parents again and adopting them. And so we did that um, back in 2014. And so that one year we went from having four kiddos to having, we had just had our fifth biological, and then we received the three of them. So we went from four to eight all in one year. Wow! And we, (laughs) we were up in Seattle at the time. And so we had to move back to Texas so we were in Texas originally when we had him in foster care and we moved up to Seattle for a couple of years and then had to move back to actually have them placed in our home again. Um, and so just that whole year was just kind of crazy, unbelievable, overwhelming. It was just a oh, lot. I bet. Yeah. And so there was so much. They're all, we had five in diapers. We had, we we're living in a rent house. We purchased our current house that we um, knew was going to be a fixer-upper, but we kind of wanted to make it fit for our family because there's not many houses that are fit for our family. Um, so yeah, so we had them in our home for several years and you know, when you're doing foster care and you're doing adoption and all of that, everybody kind of says, you know, the kids you get are probably going to be really delayed, but once they're in a safe home, once they're, they feel safe and secure, they're going to catch up. Like all these things will kind of catch up. Right. And so we kept waiting for that to happen. Mm -hmm. And, um, our little buddy, he was an infant when we got them, passed them up and like developmentally. And it was just kind of like, you know what, I'm thinking that maybe there's more going on here. And so we finally got, um, like we were in all different therapies and everything. And one of the therapists finally said, you know what, I think that maybe they have fetal alcohol syndrome disorder. And Uh, so I was like, Oh, I never, I guess I just trusted mom that, that she never drank and that, you know, I just kind of assumed that I don't know why I believe that, but I did. Um, well, I do know why it's because I love this mama dearly and she has become very dear to me. And so I want to, I want to believe the best for them and that, you know, she's the best mom she can be. Um, anyway, fast forward, we just kind of slowly start uncovering things and we, received a ton of diagnoses and a ton of different things for these guys, but it wasn't until Matt had a seizure a couple of years ago and we went for an MRI and the neurologist said, you know what, we, he definitely had a seizure, but we also need to talk about like his processing speeds just really, really behind. And um, so it was the first time I had kind of been introduced to ID and what that looks like. And so once the doctor said that about Matthew, who's the middle of the three, I was like, Oh, this makes so much sense. And it's a, all the things kind of started clicking for me. I'm like, I think all three of them have this. Like, I think this all, I think we all fall into this boat. Um, and can you clarify what boat you mean? Yes, the intellectual and developmental delay. Okay. Yeah. So just trying to figure out what, because it, 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 things are just so tricky just because they were not our biological. So we didn't know what genes they were coming in with, right? We didn't mm-hmm. know really what the family history is or was is Mm -hmm. Um, we didn't know what that was. We didn't know what they had been exposed to in pregnancy. And then we know that neglect and abuse had a lot to do with it, but I mean, there are just so many, so many unknowns. So having something be known was a big deal for me, like having an actual diagnosis, not because that defines it by any stretch of the imagination, but it just gave me answers to start to know where we need to go next you know yes
0: absolutely yeah I've spoken to a lot of parents that you know you don't necessarily want the diagnosis but you do when you know that something's happening you need the diagnosis so you know where to where to to go what kind of blueprint you're working with so
1: yes so that's exactly what I I was just thrilled beyond anything was this weird mix of grief and joy and all of those things and then um through all of that one of our little buddies was getting ABA during that time. And the therapist said, you know what? I really think that you guys would probably qualify for services like respite care. And I remember saying like, I don't know what you're talking about. What does that mean? And just being so like baffled at what she was telling me. And I was like, I feel like you just told me I want to trip to Disney World. There's no strings attached. There's nothing <laughs> like, If it... I just remember being in awe and thinking, why has no one told me this? Because we'd had them for three years at that point. Um, and so now we, all three of them are receiving services through the state and it has just been such a blessing to us. And so now I feel I've, I've started a business called mama systems and Mm -hmm. in this business, I kind of coach mamas through implementing systems into their home. And, um, but one of the reasons I really wanted to start this business is because I remember getting on the other side of it, on the other side of all the chaos and having systems in place in our family where things ran smoothly and I had people helping me and, it, it felt magical and I was like, I want every mom to know about these things. I don't want I don't want another mama to feel overwhelmed and feel burdened when she doesn't have to be. And so that's really, my, my heart is to just serve the special needs community and for them to know about services. Like, I think that would be the most amazing thing in the world if, if that could start being announced to people that those are available. I've talked to so many mamas that are like, what? I, I, Cause I guess, and I had just thought that because our kids, kind of look normal. Like they don't look like they have any disabilities or anything like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of assumed that maybe that's why nobody told us about things, but as I'm like meeting more mamas have kids who like have down syndrome or different things that are visible, uh-huh. I kind of assumed that they would know about services and they don't. And <laughs> nobody's like, nobody's telling anybody. And so I, that's, that's what I'm really excited about doing. So Yeah.
0: Well, that's great. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how, um, how hard it is to really navigate all of it. And you would think that there would be um, an easier way to do it, but it takes people like you to really help others get through it. So it's good, good work that you're doing. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Yeah. I'm excited about it.
0: So, and you... So can you go into a little more detail about what you do? So you help, you help uh, mamas with kids with special needs, figure out what services they can get and how to get those, right? And Correct.
1: And then there's, there's more to it. It's not just special needs. No, mom. no. I've only had the joy of like helping two special needs mamas, but that really is what gets me so excited because... Uh-huh. I feel like those are the big puzzle pieces I've figured out and I get so excited about sharing them with, with people. Nice. Um, so the rest of the moms I work with are, I mean, they're kind of all over the gamut of like homeschool, if they have big families, if they have small families, like all over, all over the map. And so the goal is to get systems in place in their home. So if they feel overwhelmed by the, all the litany of tasks or all the errands that they have to run just thinking, help them think through different things that they can automate or delegate or even take off their schedule altogether um, and just the most efficient way to make their house run. And so I like to think about it as like you're a manager of the household. And so instead of doing all of the things and being the, the cook and the laundry and all the, all the task things, instead you're kind of managing the home and you have the kids helping and you have the kids contributing to the family and you guys are working together as a team.
0: Because that just made me think, although I don't know if I wanna jump ahead to this yet, but like myself personally, I am, and I know that this is, this is something that does apply a lot in this community because, um, you know, my kids are all in school now, but having, like going out and finding a job, like that's not really, like the hours would be really specific. Um, I've been a stay-at-home mom for 15, 16 years. And I always need to, like, I can't be anywhere without my phone. I always have to be ready to go into the school if Freya needs me. And um, and I know a lot of parents whose situations are a little, are even more, you know, a lot more restrictive as far as like, the, you know, they just really can't, they can't find help for their for their child. And so they have to be the one to stay at home. And so, you know, I, I know that we come up against this whole, uh, you know, being you know not being able to really I'm um, going in different directions with this question sorry no, <laughs> so by, okay. the the first part of it was just kind of uh, you know for for you know mamas who are like trying to take care of children and also create you know some kind of money making business or something in their home i feel like it's so hard to differentiate sometimes because you know it's one thing if you have a job and you leave the house in the morning you go to your job and you do that and then you come home and then you do your job at home and, uh, you know, but to have, you know, for, um, a lot of parents who, and this is what I was getting at was that a lot of parents are trying to work from home because they have to, you know, how is, do you ever address that? Like how to really kind of define that time to be efficient so that you can get everything done that, you, that needs to get done. Cause I feel like the lines are really blurred when it's all in the same place.
1: Yeah. I love this question. Um, <laughs>
0: I <laughs> think that was such a convoluted way to get there. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> no. And I feel like this could be like a three-day coaching situation, but here's what I think. I think having a plan, which sounds really basic, but it's really like one of the most important things that most people don't think about, right? They're just kind of going along with life and reacting to life and taking care of kid and being like, Oh, I have to do this. And then they run in there and try to do something. And then, or, Oh, I need to work. And then we'll go try to work for a minute and they get interrupted. Um, so. I always recommend just kind of making a big list of the things that you do during the week and then kind of starting and having your job be on that list clearly and all the tasks you do for your job. Um, So let's separate this out into two different things. We'll talk about the paying job in a minute, but the home life, like looking at all the things that you do and seeing what we can take off the list, like see what's not important. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Hang on. I'm trying to think of how to best word this. Yeah. Taking off what's not important. And then the other things on there, trying to automate and delegate as much as possible oh, from that list. So like going to the grocery store, I feel like is the number one thing that we can automate and just like get off the list altogether that wastes so much time because we can order groceries now from our phone and have them delivered to your house hopefully, hopefully everybody has that service. Mm -hmm. Um, and then delegating things out to, to kiddos and like giving them chores to do things. And then also asking your partner to be a part of the whole house running situation, because if you're both working, then there's no need for the mama to be doing all the things. Right.
0: Right.
1: Um, so just sitting down having those intentional conversations and creating a plan of like, Hey, this, this child's going to do this. My husband's going to take care of this. I'm going to do this. So creating a plan for the delegation. And then I love batch working days. And so what that looks like is you will be grouping like tasks together in one chunk of time. So like all of your home office stuff, so paying medical bills, filing, uh, making appointments, all of those things, you're going to group that all into one chunk of time. So that way when you sit down to your computer, you can just plow through that list and it's not scattered throughout the week. Mm-hmm. And that I like helps that save one. a ton of time. Um,
0: yeah, because so the transitions are so like, I feel like that's what takes so long is transitioning from one task to the other or one, you know, uh, mindset or topic. So yeah, I like, I really
1: like that one. Yeah, that whole task switching, uh, researchers are showing that you lose like 40% of productivity by task switching. So we're never really multitasking. There's no such thing. Our brains are actually having to, take our thoughts and our minds from one task and completely switch context to another task. And so all of that like leeway transition time adds up so much. And so just sitting down and having a plan for what you're going to do when you sit down, I mean, it really is life changing. So we, in our house, we have an office day. Let me rephrase this. I have an office day to get all <laughs> of our, our work done. And then we have a laundry day and on that day we put away all of our we wash all of our laundry, put away all of our laundry. And I have kids, of course, help put away their laundry. I'm not doing that for them, kind of right. delegate all that out. Um, and then we have a kitchen day where I chop vegetables for the week and brown the meat for the week. And so I just kind of make a huge mess of the kitchen all at once. And everything's kind of prepped and ready to go for the week. It's not all cooked and put together, but it's, it's all prepped. And that way, come dinner time, when everything is kind of... <laughs> All hell is breaking loose. We can just throw things (laughs) in a pot, right? It's not all the chopping and everything all at once. Um, So I love categories and things like that. And then as you're making your weekly plan for how you're going to be back to working your days, then you can also add in chunks of time for work. And with work, I find the same thing. Whenever I sit down and I have like a good two-hour chunk and nobody interrupts me and nobody, like when I've kind of carved out that time and protected it, like it's a sacred time, uh-huh. Um, I can be so productive. I'm amazed by it every time. I'm like, I got so much done. Mm-hmm. Like, this is something,
0: a concept that people have been trying to explain to me. And just this week, I feel like it's the first time. Cause I, I mean, I, I I work in the home but i i don't um i don't i'm not very successful yet <laughs> as far as like financial gains so um it doesn 't make sense to delegate a lot of things out my husband is a crab fisherman, so that is pretty uh, exhausting and um takes a lot of time some for parts of the year. But, um, but I just this week, you know, set up my schedule of like, I would work on this writing project on this day, I work on the podcast on Tuesday, and, and I have, and, you know, so on, and um, I have various writing projects, but I found even in just this week so far that, like, I was able, I, like, my brain wasn't jumping ahead to like, oh, I could be doing this task, or I could be doing that, because I was just, you know, I was like, no, this is podcast day, this is what I'm doing, I'm only, I'm strictly doing this, and, uh, and the same with yesterday, I had one, Topic and it just it relieved so much stress and so much doubt and questioning of like, oh, well, I should be doing this instead. Cause it was like, well, no, I'm going to get to that. And I'll get to that when I've decided I'm going to get to that or whatever. So
1: isn't that amazing? Yeah. It's so simple and yet like the reward is so great. Uh huh.
0: Well, and I love that automated. The, well, what I thought of was the automated thing. I don't know if we can get groceries delivered here, but um, we do go to Taco Tuesday every Tuesday and so like Tuesdays in a way are my favorite day because I really don't like figuring out dinner and it's such and like food is such an important part of my daughter's diagnosis so like very rarely is it ever okay to just be like ah screw it we're gonna have pizza tonight you know like that's just not really an option yes and so um so yeah so I'm like at Tuesdays I I love Tuesdays
1: (laughs) so I love that and one of the things I work with when I work with my mom so is meal planning when that seems to be one of the overwhelming things in their life uh-huh um is kind of creating a batch working menu kind of like what you're talking about so we also have taco Tuesday and so what that looks like for us is I just have a menu with a plan written out of like Monday is crock pot or insta pot and Tuesday is taco Tuesday you know whatever yeah but then on Tuesday it's not necessarily hard taco shells with beef in it it can be breakfast tacos or taco soup or any of my like go-to things in my head Mm -hmm. when it's so on a plein air meal, it just kind of narrows it down a whole lot. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Okay. Well, I remember trying to come up with uh, having that realization, like, yeah, if we could just have like that day of the week, like meatloaf Mondays and, you know, so trying to come up with something catchy for each day of the week, but (laughs) that's as far as I got. (laughs) So
1: maybe I'll send you my list. Oh, oh my God, that would be awesome.
0: Keep a little list. So, and so in the middle of all this, so you're, you had, this is your business and then you are raising 10 children, but so you're homeschooling, you said five of the children or did yes. I Yes. Mean, so how does that work for you? What do you have to say about that? I used to homeschool my oldest I homeschooled her up till fourth grade and it was so fun and I loved it and we only stopped because we had two more kids kind of back to back unexpectedly and it was just a lot for like I just could imagine like homeschooling one child with two little ones and so she started going to school so I'm just you know anyway I'd love to hear more about homeschooling five children
1: (laughs) yeah it's I love it I really love it. And I, I think I love it so much because I feel like I'm kind of redeeming my education. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody told me when I was a kid that one day I wish that I would have really learned something and that I would get excited about learning one day. But I, I, I'm like such a geek now. And I love, like, I love documentaries and I love learning with them. And I love learning the history and the science and all these things. I'm just amazed by it all. So I think that's one of the most fun parts for me is being able to kind of walk alongside with them and learn with them. Um, yeah. So our day, so our, our three special buddies go to school. Um, cause that's definitely way out of my capabilities, um, with patience and like everything. I just, uh-huh. that's kind of where I tap out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's my line. Yeah. So, and our other little guys, we just start our morning together and they all have lists. So uh, most of them are completely self-sufficient in. My goal has been, I want them to be, how do I say that? I guess I want them to be excited learners on their own. I'm sure there's a more Uh, way of saying that, but I don't know what it is. Um, So I want them to be able to know what work they have to do and sit down and like think through it and come up with a plan for it and, you know, get them ready for high school and college in ways of like planning things out and then being able to go and find out information on their own. So for the most part, they do a lot of, a lot of the school on their own. We have lists that they go through. And then of course I'm right there. So if they need me or if they need help, I'm, I'm there to help them, but um, they have their stuff and they, they plow through it and we just have a lovely morning together. I love having them home with me and it's kind of my joy. So yeah, I don't know if that answered your question.
0: No, it did. I, I had, thought actually that you were homeschooling uh your three kids with special needs and
1: um I was uh yeah I I think I would need like a medal or something for that I couldn't do that
0: yeah well my husband yeah no it's not awful at all no oh my god well and I think about that because we thought about going back to homeschool because we used to be able to travel more um -hmm. you know school definitely kind of hinders that a bit um But also, having you know, we traveled more when we had one child, uh, it's a lot easier than when you have three, it's a lot more expensive. (laughs) But, um, you know, my husband brings it up every now and then, and I just say, you know, I couldn't give Freya what the school gives her, you know, like I in the beginning, I thought it was gonna be me teaching them because they didn't know the diagnosis, they didn't understand it, and it was for a minute, you know, me just educating them about the diagnosis, but then, like, these people are trained in child development, and, you know, how kids learn, and so I've learned so much from them about how to help Freya, and, uh, yeah, so I totally get this, I mean, you know, good, good for you for seeing where they, where they'll get the most out of their education, so I think we have
1: a, we're a part of an amazing school system, so I, our special ed department is, it's really incredible and I'm really grateful for them they I feel like they're 100% on our team and for us so that's awesome
0: yeah that's good to hear are they all three kind of at, at the same developmental um progression like can are there similarities or are they just is it just kind of they're all three so different that you're having to to figure everything out with each one I'm not sure if that makes sense but
1: It does. And I don't know if I'm going to do that question justice. Um, Like IQ-wise, they're all on the same level. Uh I don't know if that's an appropriate way to say that. but And then depending on the part of the day and where everybody is, uh, Matthew has really severe ADD. And so Mm. he, he takes medication in the morning and before his medication in the morning and in the evening time, he is like a completely different kid. Like everything is really loud and everything is being destroyed. And if, I mean, it's kind of like a little, like that tornado character. Uh-huh. Um, that's very much what he is like. But then once he gets on medication, he is like, he's able to sit down he's able to learn. He's able to read. He's like, I mean, like, it's just like a totally different kid comes out. Um, it's really fascinating to me, but so it, I think it just depends a lot on the day and the stimuli and there's a lot of factors going into that. Yeah, it's a really hard question to answer.
0: Yeah, I, I realized that as I was asking it that it was probably
1: um, a difficult one.
0: To really. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what are the differences in ages?
1: Um, Andrew is nine, and Matthew is eight, and Hannah is seven.
0: Okay. Oh, so they're pretty close in age. Wow.
1: Yes, they are. So they're third, second, and first grade. And. I
0: mean just taking all siblings that's that's so I mean good good for you what a what a generous and loving gift for them all to be able to, to take them all so they can be together and to add them to your family.
1: Well, thank you. That was definitely um you know, we we are definitely people of faith and that was definitely something we felt like we were supposed to be doing and There's so many times that people ask, they're like, do you regret? Because it's been such a harder road than we imagined. Um, And so people will continually ask if we regret that. And I think had it not been so clear to us that that's the road we're supposed to be on, that it would be an easy thing to be like, yeah, I don't know. Like I have a lot of sympathy and compassion for parents who adopt and then end up giving the children back. And I think standing on the outside we can really, 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 really be judgmental towards them. And, um, but I think on this side of it, it's just, it's just a different story. I have so much compassion because it is hard. Like, Hey, it's hard having special needs kiddos, but then to add on the attachment piece to it and not having that there and having it not be your own biological kid, it's just hard. And so I think looking back at like in those really hard days and, you know, we went through one of the things with Andrew that we really struggled with was just behavior that we did not understand at all. Like he didn't sleep at all at night and he would escape the house and he walked a half mile down the road. And this is when he's four years old.
0: Um,
1: And so just things like that, where you're just like, I, I don't know. I don't know what we signed up for. I don't know. I mean, if this is what we're getting at four, what's going to be at 19. Right. Um, So I think that it would be really easy to, to kind of get to that place of regret and feeling like this is not what we were supposed to do, or this is not what we signed up for, but just being so sure that that's what we were called to do. And, um, I don't, yeah. yeah. So I was not expecting to get emotional and cry for you. Oh, that's, it just came out of nowhere. (laughs) Oh,
0: It happens a lot on this podcast. It's okay. It's it's a safe space for it. (laughs) I imagine it's hard. I mean, I, you know, I imagine it is really hard. I'm interested in the people and I, and I don't know why it, I, but I'm interested in the people that would ask you if you regret it. Like, are they close people? Is it a, like the people that ask, it seems like such an odd question to ask. Like pe- people could take
1: that in various ways. Some people could. Yeah. Be really I think that it's, yeah, it's it's sweet friends that are just trying to like right. feel out my heart and not they're not okay. being rude or anything like that by any stretch of imagination. Um, I think that they just see what a daily struggle it is and how hard it is mm-hmm. on a daily basis, and so it's more of a curiosity. Like, if you would have known the road now, would you would you go back and do it again? And it's kind of like as stupid as it sounds. Yes, I would. I would sign for it <laughs> again because I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is what we were supposed to do. You know. Hmm. Yeah.
0: So how do you offer your services to women? Like, could anybody listening to this podcast get in touch with you? Is it like, a, does it have to be like a face-to-face kind of thing? Or do you work with women that live in, um, a variety of places?
1: Yeah, I've actually, um, served mamas all over the country, which is really fun. I've got oh, nice. some amazing people and I've had several international clients as well, which is also really fun. Um, I have just, so I'll do one-on-one coaching and a lot of it is through Marco Polo, which is an amazing app that everyone needs to know about if they don't have it already. Um, It's a video video chat back and forth, but it's, so it's kind of like FaceTime, but it doesn't have to be live. It's wonderful. So I do most of the coaching through Marco Polo and email. And then I've recently, as of January one, put out a online course, um, just sort of kind of a lower price point that any mom anywhere over whatever season can take and implement and kind of come up with the systems for her home. So nice. Yeah. And, and how can
0: people find you um, if they're interested in learning more, getting in touch with
1: you? At mamasystems.net. So M A M A S Y S T E M. S dot net. so I wanted to
0: uh, finish off with um, if you had like one piece of advice that you give to mamas regularly like is there something that you find yourself saying over and over again that that you could share with everyone or that you think um,
1: is a good place to start I think just sitting down and creating a plan is like the biggest and again I feel like that sounds so simple <laughs> but I also think that most of us don't do it. Like we don't create a plan for our family. We'll do that for our finances and for our work and everything else, but we won't do that for our family. And so just kind of seeing your role in your family as being um, like a manager of your home. And so creating a plan for the things that you love and that you want to be doing that you don't have time for. And then the things that drain you trying to get them off of your list and off of your plate altogether.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's sometimes it's hard to know what you can get rid of and what what needs to stay and be dealt with. I think.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and it's really just that sitting down and really being intentional about the whole thing. So, um, the course that I have online kind of walks you through that whole process of, hey, here's what I want you to think through. Here are the things that you know you could possibly take off your list and, um you know, the automation. Oh, automation of, I should mention this, like having prescriptions on auto refill and Mm. delivered to your house. is kind of a, so many pharmacies are doing that now. And that is one of those things where I'd spend so much time on the phone trying to get a refill, being on hold with Walgreens, waiting in the line Uh of Walgreens. And then we have three little buddies that are on medication. So that's like just, I felt like daily spending about an hour on prescription drugs. Right. Wow. Um, Which is ridiculous. (laughs) Nobody should be doing that with their life. So that's one of those things that you can offload onto someone else's plate and you don't have to be doing.
0: Yeah. I just recently, I mean, yeah, I used to spend every time I had to order Freya's shots, like I was on the phone and I felt like there was always like, paperwork hassle and I'm waiting it's like yeah like 30 minutes just to get one delivery and then I finally got turned on to you know just doing it through email and then they send me a text or like her refills too and they go in takes me two minutes to click all the right dots and then and then it's done and I'm like wow I can't believe how much time I used to spend talking to these people and answering these same questions and trying to get through and (laughs) like ah
1: yes crazy there's always an easier way so if there's something that's in your life that feels that way of like this is nuts why am I wasting my time doing this there's got to be an easier way mm-hmm. there's got to be so
0: do you do any therapies at home with your boys that you have to kind of schedule time in or I'm sorry there's two boys and a girl but uh, do, do you do therapies at home that you have to try and make time for um or um, is it all outsourced I guess
1: it is all outsourced, and we used to have therapists come into our home. Is that what you're asking? Well, can I or do you just mean say- like me, me doing like work, actually doing yeah. the work that I'm supposed to be doing with them. <laughs> <Yeah>. Uh huh. <laughs> Should I say that I'm a slacker parent? No, there we go. no. Uh, I'm sure that there are things <laughs> that the therapist would like us to do at home, but honestly, they have school five days a week, and the two of those days they go straight to therapy. And those days when they come home, they eat dinner and go to bed and so the other days I just kind of want them to play
0: you know right right
1: because that's important because they're working all day long I know it is so I am sure that I've been sent home millions of things of homework and we haven't done that I've just let them play
0: you are not alone in that we just had a week off of school and it was um it was on Sunday evening. I remember that the speech therapist had sent home this worksheet with working on like uh, present tense verbs and past tense verbs. Uh-huh. So <laughs> on the way to school on Monday morning, I was like, "Okay, Freya, you know it's like a it's like a seven eight minute drive." <laughs> but I was like, "Okay, Freya, let's it yeah. so quick."
1: So it's funny when, as you're saying that, I'm doing the like a, my hand automatically goes up and does the little motion that our speech therapist taught me about. <laughs> Today I do this. <laughs> Yesterday I,
0: yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Glad I'm not alone. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, it's hard to fit it all in, but I do appreciate that. That you know, sometimes I just need to play. So, do you have good? Um, I know I said I said I had my last question like a while ago. Sorry, <laughs> but I just, I do You're have one good. more. Um, do you have a good support system and a good community down there? Like, how is the? Is there like um, a group for? parents of kids with special needs that you can go to, or, or what does that all look like?
1: Well, for me, I'm sure there are plenty of groups and I have, I have a few good friends that have kiddos with special needs. And so I can bounce stuff off them. Um, I have a really good group of girlfriends that have just kind of been with me through everything since the very beginning before we got these little buddies. And so I feel like they're, they're definitely my support system, even though they don't always a thousand percent understand what we're going through. Um, But actually we have a, one of our workers who we have through the services that we get through the state is the oldest of nine kiddos and two of her siblings had special needs. And so even though she's just 25 and she's not a mama, she has been like my biggest support. And, um, on days when I'm thinking, (laughs) Look at us i'm totally screwed up these kids i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> she comes along and says you are doing a great job